queuing at the COVID testing facility, standing two meters apart and with a face mask on. So it makes it really hard to guess whether you're smiling at one another as you're winking or if you just got something in your eye and like you're twitching. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Fit and Flirty. We're really excited to have you back as always and today's episode is sponsored by David Guetta and Sia and their song Let's Love. No, I'm just kidding obviously, uh, we're still looking for sponsors, I uh, haven't found any. Um, if you're interested in sponsoring opportunities, please do reach out. You can drop us an email at fitandflirty at mail.com or even reach out to us on social media. Our Instagram profile is fitandflirtypod, so fitandflirtypod. Anyway, still thought that their song Let's Love would make a good title for this episode because today's Valentine's Day after all. Speaking of which, I had a dream the other night about Valentine's Day and Five Guys and I thought... Five guys on Valentine's Day? Are you kidding me? That's like the best thing ever. So that's how I got a burger and I can tell you, oh my god, probably one of the best burgers I'd had in a long time. Hashtag fresh meat. Orgasmic. But now, trying to get back to reality. Where were we? So, I don't want this to become a cheesy stump speech, to be very honest with you, where I go on talking about like how beautiful it is to be in love, how everyone should be in love, how love conquers all, love trumps hate, how your ultimate life objective should be to find love and be in a happy relationship. And now that I said it, a red balloon popped, and now there's red heart-shaped paper falling from my ceiling and all that crap. Uh, okay, maybe I will say something about love. Because ultimately that's, you know, what the episode is about. But don't worry, like, you know, I, I really hope uh, I'm not going to bother you too much with cheesy cliches. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, I think there's something I'll take the chance to say. I'm no longer single, somehow. Not entirely sure how. But it looks like I needed the breakout of a global pandemic to get into a relationship, to be honest. So sorry for any inconvenience that's caused. Hashtag blame it on me. And for the record and reference, it's the guy with the white Reebok sneakers. So maybe I do have some ankle issues. Who knows? And if you've no idea what I'm talking about, go and listen to episode six of the last season, Dating for Dummies, to find out more. But yeah, that's where we're at right now. And, you know, getting into a relationship during such a weird time has got me thinking. Obviously, because, uh, you know, I think a lot. That's what I do. I'm an overthinker. And that's also probably why I talk so much, to be honest. But anyway... Back to what I was saying, as you might know from listening to our previous episodes or just, you know, from your own personal experience, which is probably more likely, dating ain't easy. It's already hard enough under normal circumstances when we need to meet someone, figure out whether we like them, whether they like us, if we're enjoying the same things, if we share the same life ambitions, if they sleep with the fan off or with the fan on, if they pee with the toilet door open, if they leave the toilet seat up after that, if they put pineapple on their pizza, you know, that sort of stuff. And now COVID has made it even harder because everything is either slowed down, but also accelerated at the same time. You know, in the past, you used to meet someone, go on a few dates, have a couple of drinks, see how it feels. You still had your life going on, happy days, and then eventually you might work it out. Now, imagine you meet someone now. 
most probably on a dating app. Or if you're lucky, whilst you're both queuing at the COVID testing facility, standing two meters apart and with a face mask on. So it makes it really hard to guess whether you're smiling at one another as you're winking or if you just got something in your eye and like you're twitching. So either way, you eventually meet. And then what? Like, think about it. You really can't go on dates, can you? If you do, these are most likely endless walks to the land of nowhere. I challenge you to break the ice and get comfortable without any interruptions. So in the past, you know, you used to go maybe out for drinks and then stop and go get grab a drink from the bar or, you know, I'm pretty sure that all of a sudden the memory of having a waiter check in on you every five minutes to ask you if you were ready to order doesn't seem that annoying anymore, does it? So yeah, that's what happens. You either, you know, check in very slow and do nothing or you go straight to home dates. And that's like fast forwarding the dating process by a hundred times because they'll get to know everything about you instantly. And I mean everything. Instantly. You with me? I'm not talking about like, you know, how tidy or messy your flat looks. Please make sure you do take a bit of time to do some basic cleaning beforehand, okay? Because I've seen terrible things sometimes and... You know, I'm just talking about like no dirty dishes left in the sink, no evident coffee mug stains on your bedside table or, you know, dust balls rolling around your floor and um, no exploding waste bins. I'm just cover the basics. OK, but what I'm talking about is more the framed family picture on shelf, how many potentially dying plants you have in the house, the color of your bed sheets, the shape of your slippers, if you actually have any slippers or if you just walk barefoot, the last time you change your toothbrush, and even the direction you pull toilet paper. So whether it's, you know, from the top or from the bottom, because trust me, it's a thing. <laughs> and if you're interested, there's a study that's proving it. Go check out 100 Humans on Netflix. I think it's a brilliant type of research uh, study. And, and after that, you know, there's no way back. You either both stick with it or you call it a date. Definitely, haha, here, okay? Because uh, call it a day, call it a date. Anyway, um, now I could go on with examples and anecdotes for ages, but that's not the point. So I guess, you know, the point I'm trying to make is that dating and relationships can be hard regardless. Because sooner or later, you'll be confronted with all of these things. And if the things that I mentioned just now, um, you know, seem trivial to you or made you laugh or scoff, Think about, you know, other things that would bother you potentially or that happened to you. Now, I used to joke and say that being single is my trademark. And I do have wondered what getting into a real relationship, if you want, versus the mere situationships I had in the past would mean for me. You know, for me as a person, as an individual, would I lose myself? Would I blend into with this other person, not being able to really make time for myself or explore who I am as an individual? And then obviously I did wonder whether I would have been able to open up and embrace another human being to the point of loving. Because by then I knew I was totally capable of loving and embracing, you know, other living beings, such like my cat or, you know, my plants. And do not debate that, please, because plants are living beings that you need to talk to them, all right, and give them names and, and all that stuff and feed them, water them like babies. 
otherwise you know they become overly dramatic and they tend to die um the love for food okay well technically the latter i know is not a living being but i'm not gonna debate the fact that the love for food is unconditional and food loves you unconditionally so therefore no argument there okay anyway uh, as i was saying i've been questioning all of these things like for real and i've been questioning myself and it's all been very scary if i'm honest and then, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Here I am talking today. I don't want to bother you with all the tedious pains of getting into my head uh, and going through my thoughts. The point of this episode and what I want to talk about, so love. And I've decided to tackle such a cliche topic on Valentine's Day. Yep, hashtag shame on me. Because I feel like I've learned a lot about love over the past few years. And ultimately, this is my podcast. This is what I do. Got to come up with some ideas for content. So sorry, guys, unless you have any better ideas and proposals that you want to send through via email or via, you know, um, DM on Instagram. I'd be pleased to do that. Otherwise, you'll just have to stick with me, I guess. Uh, But yeah, I just wanted to share my thoughts with you. Because at the end of the day, you know, um, I've been through this process and I've matured a certain understanding of the concept of love. And I thought I might as well, you know, um, share it for discussion, potentially. So here's what I've learned for myself. So I've learned that love is being, love is giving, and love is living. And I'm going to talk about each of them individually and explain what I mean. Because obviously I don't want this just like to be a nice memento that's worth becoming an inspirational quote framed on someone's wall. Um... But I also thought that it was a nice way to kind of summarize this uh, as I go into the details now. So the first one, love is being. Of all three, I would say that this is probably the hardest one to grasp. And I get that. It was hard for me as well. Because what I mean is that love is within you. You are love. And the only way you can truly find love is within yourself So let me try put this in, you know, less philosophical words. I guess I'm trying to say that you need to love yourself first. And interestingly, and I love how I say interestingly, as this thought had just randomly occurred to me when in fact it has not. Um, Interestingly, I'm not the first one to bring up the concept of self-love, am I? You're going to call me Captain Obvious. I get that. You've heard it so many times already. What's so special about me saying it? Well, you're right. There's nothing. Absolutely nothing special about it. Like, just you could stop listening to the podcast right now. You've just wasted 10 minutes and uh, like continue and go on with your day. But I think the only reason I'm saying this is because even though I most likely, like you, had heard it many times and had seen it many times, like written on, you know, motivational posts on Instagram or wherever, and people had told me, I didn't truly understand it. I didn't truly embrace it for myself. I didn't truly conceptualize it. I just wasn't able to internalize it somehow. But I think over the last couple of years, I've been going on, let's say, a sort of personal journey of self-discovery and understanding of myself and also trying to work things out and like what what do things mean and like for me and like love was one of these. And I think going through this process, that's when I could finally get a hold of it. I could make it mine and I could truly wholesomely interiorize this. And now I do understand it. I genuinely do. And one of the things that helped me also understand and make up my own mind about the concept of love, of what it means, 
and also the way I want to love. So I read a book last summer. It's called The Art of Loving by German psychoanalyst Erich Fromm. And not only would I genuinely recommend that, like 10 out of 10 would recommend great read, but it has also become my favorite book since. In his book, Fromm talks about the different forms of love. So he talks about brotherly love for thy neighbor, maternal or even paternal love for a child, the love of God, romantic slash erotic love, and also self-love, of course. And he poses love as the answer to the problem of human existence. And, you know, without getting too much into the philosophical details and the explanation, it describes how love in its highest, say, purest, truest, most holistic form requires practice and understanding. He claims that love is a choice, not a temporary feeling we experience. It's a daily constant choice. We choose to love. It's not, you know, the infatuation we feel when we meet someone for the first time and we feel um, we're getting into a romantic relationship with them potentially. And therefore, he introduces us to two different concepts of love, immature and mature love. And he says this by stating, immature love says, I love you because I need you. Mature love says, I need you because I love you. Now, I could go on forever with my explanation and, you know, of what each of the two things mean. But the bottom line is, read the book. It's worth it. It really is. And also because, in all honesty, I couldn't do it justice. More specifically, I'm not definitely able to make you truly understand how deep of a meaning his words can assume for you. Because they had, like, you know, a strong impact on me. And in the way, as I said, I um, started interiorizing these. So... If you're interested, definitely worth a read. I think there is something beautiful about what he says and the concepts of um, mature and immature love, the fact that love is a choice, um, the way he defines all the different types of love, as I said, like the love for thy neighbor, the fact that um, he also talks about self-love. And, you know, because as I said, like there's absolutely no way you can listen to this podcast and feel profoundly moved by my words um, and being able to internalize them to the point that you will truly understand them. So, I mean, just read the book, uh, okay, and uh, let's move on. Before we move on, though, to conclude quickly on the concept of self-love, the way we love others is a reflection of the love we have for ourselves. Hence, in a similar way, what we expect from others will only be given to us once we have granted it to ourselves first. To say it in easier terms, okay, because I, I get that this can be confusing and like, you know, just really hard to kind of break down. We cannot get what we want from another person until we are ready to give it to. And, you know, that's exactly, I think, the same. It applies to everything. And if you think of an easier example, say the example of respect. Unless we respect another person, we cannot expect them to respect us if we are being disrespectful with them. Hence, I think the same if you then translate this to the concept of love. It's an easy way for you to make a comparison and to understand, you know, like the idea behind self-love and, you know, having to love ourselves first because before being able to love others and the fact that we love others the way we love ourselves. 
So therefore, love yourself first so you can love others. As I said, like, you know, you cannot get something from another person until you're ready to give it to. This kind of takes me also to the next point, um, to the point that love is giving. Linking back to what I just said, or rather to what Fromm said, who certainly was way wiser and smarter than me, to be honest, okay? Love isn't selfish. Love doesn't say, I love you because I need you, as I was just explaining. Love doesn't love to get something in return. Love isn't transactional. It's not like, oh, do ut des, I give you, so you give me. But it, it's rather unconditional. And love wants to give rather than get. If you've been there, if you've been in love, you probably will know this, that when you truly love someone, you do so out of the desire to give love, to express love, to share love. And, you know, obviously now, because it's Valentine's Day, everyone thinks of romantic relationships. And yes, that obviously applies to romantic, erotic relationships as well. But think about, you know, the love you have for your parents, the love you have for your brothers and sisters and friends. And, you know, if you genuinely care about someone, you want to... To, to show them you care, you want to show them love, you want to do things for them to make them happy, right? And it's exactly the same, you know, with then obviously also romantic relationships. So the whole idea is that you just want to give love. You want to love without necessarily wanting or requiring even anything back. Because to love and to be loved are inherently different. And to, you know, explain this a little bit more... I will make use of Fromm's example of a mother's love towards her child and the loving relationship between mother and child. So the mother loves the child unconditionally. Um, most of the time, you know, she is driven by the desire to give everything she can, even all of herself, to her child. Whilst the child, on the other hand, wants to be loved and does everything it can to conquer the parent's love, and I'm pretty sure that if you take a moment to think about this, right, it would start to make sense. Because think about examples in your life. Think about your relationship to your parents. Think about maybe other children you know and what they do in, in the way they try to gain their parents' uh, appreciation and love. So a child would, you know, draw a painting, would like do something and then go and proudly show it to their parents so that they can love him, right? So that then they see how good he is, they can praise him. And he's constantly seeking this love, you know. He, he needs, he's dependent also on, on the mother. So therefore, I love you because I need you. So he loves the mother because he needs the mother. He's dependent on her. On the other hand, you know, for the mother, it's completely the opposite. Like it's, disinterested you know it's unconditional she loves the child regardless she would even give her, her own life for the child and she doesn't do anything you know for the child to appreciate her and accept her as a mother because the child just does and so it's 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 really interesting and there you have it again your concept of mature so the mother's versus the immature love the child's one where mature love is love that understands that is selfless, disinterested, that is giving. But again, you should just read the book. So it's just easy for everyone, for you, for me, and for dear Erich, uh, who's currently, you know, revolting in his uh, tomb. So anyway, to cut a long episode short, as I appreciate we're running slightly out of time, and oh lord, like this one took a real unexpected philosophical turn. I don't want to be going through this pain for much longer. Like, you know, this whole philosophical, like philosophizing, philosophizing, do you say philosophizing? I think it's worth it. 
uh, let me get to my last point and the point of love is living and here i leave dear erich rest in peace and as i get a little bit more personal uh in the story i'll tell and i promise you know this episode hasn't been sponsored by him either since he died in 1980 so so yeah uh, I'm genuinely promoting a good read uh, that I think is worth it and potentially even like okay I'm gonna say it life-changing anyway um, back to me and to the concept of love is living back to me I love how I say this like oh my god like I'm so full of myself full of conceit Um so love is living so a few years ago I went through a quite tumultuous like dating experience if we want to call it this way and to say the very least, to be honest, because um, without going too much into the details, uh, what I'm going to say is that uh, it shattered me and broke me into pieces. It really made me question everything about myself, doubt myself, like lose my inner strength. And, you know, I, I really had to build myself up from zero again and, you know, uh, trying to to work on myself was to kind of get through it. Um, and it took me there for a long time to recover emotionally. Um, and though some people, including myself, may claim people as in friends, may claim that I have been maybe a little bit overly dramatic at times, it still left a significant mark with some implications that are dragging on till nowadays and that I'm still working on. But there's one thing that I do say every time I bring this up, and it's that if I were to go back, I'd do it all over again. Because not only has it made me the person I am today, but it was also a massive learning experience for me. Okay, so maybe, you know, this time if I were to go through it again, I'd try and get through it a bit quicker. Because in all honesty, a whole year and a half was definitely too much time spent crying over someone who wasn't even worth an hour of my time at the end of the day. But anyway, it is what it is. The past is the past. So moving on. Uh, what I was going to say is that I'd do it again because when my heart was shattered and I was deeply hurt, all the pain, all the agony that I felt made me feel so incredibly alive. And I find it really hard to explain what I mean, you know, by feeling alive, because there you have it, you know, it's a feeling, you just feel it. Um, it it's, it's inside you, like it's a kind of explosion of, you know, like you can, it can hurt really badly, but it's so deep that you kind of tune in with yourself right and so I know for a fact that the pain that I felt made me realize how alive I was how how much I felt how intensely I was living if you want and you know the truth is that I cannot say that I haven't felt that way since I mean alive okay not broken into teeny tiny pieces because you know luckily it's not only the pain that makes you feel alive uh, but there's also good things that make you feel alive and the last time I've been feeling this alive is actually now, as in recently. And that's because I'm in love, like deeply, genuinely. And the truth is that when... It's a funny thing because you don't realize that you're alive because you're in love. But you realize that you're kind of are in love because you feel so alive, or that's at least for me. Because, you know, the, the moment where you feel like your heart is going to burst and explode with, you know, positive and joyful emotion, when you're thinking of your romantic partner or, or who, you know, whoever you're feeling love for in that moment, it, it's the fact that you're feeling, you know, these strong feelings and, and, and this 
living you know in rushing through yourself this life rushing through yourself through your soul and through your whole body that you know that's how you realize like oh shoot i'm in love and that you know that's what happened with me and i was like oh my god i'm not gonna say this i'm so scared eventually you know i said it <laughs> uh anyway um they said thank you no i'm joking uh anyway um love makes you feel as alive as you could possibly feel because at the end of the day to love means to live and to live means to love so love is living and and that's all i'm gonna say you know for today i'm gonna let that sink in so you know in worst case if you're gonna take out anything from this episode um other than me just chatting on for 30 minutes like pure nonsense and is um you can print out a beautiful memento with love is being love is giving love is living and put that on your wall in a frame um and i hope you'll enjoy that no Thanks guys for listening to this episode. I'm always very pleased whenever I get uh, feedback or even like a thumbs up or a like on, you know, Instagram or someone reaching out saying, hey, enjoyed listening to it. It was fun. Or even even when, you know, I get like negative critiques because that's anyway like a way for me to grow and to learn. Thank you guys for listening and for all your support. And yeah, have a good rest of your day. Bye.